0: Are you sitting comfortably? Good. Then we'll begin.
1: We shall be as a city upon a hill. The eyes of all people are upon us. They can tell us we're crazy, and we can say, well, you haven't seen anything yet. Our society is complex, and we teach our students that they could just fix it. Go fix a military helicopter and see how far you get with that.
0: (laughs) Is that that just like... get everything primal in you fired up to be like i'm ready
1: yeah and it's also like there's nothing else on my mind right now there's just this one task and it works it works so i also do whenever i wanna, need to speak or a video and i'm like danny you're not projecting enough because i don't project my voice much mm. i've just never been one to kind of speak loudly yeah um i'll speak fiercely just not loudly so yeah i have to always remind myself to do it. otherwise i just it just ends up falling flat or it's like can you speak up there mate and that's like the worst thing to ever get told ever they can't hear you
0: Ooh, Really?
1: So, yeah. yeah 100% Not even not in the sales call But just in general I feel like that's one of the Because yeah, I hate that
0: yeah, yeah fair If someone's like Talking too quietly Or too dull Yeah I always get worried about that Especially doing this Or anything Because I'm always worried About my voice If it goes too Like <laughs> monotone think,
1: I think at the same time though It's nice for people Who listen at like Bedtime to have Kind of like A, a late night DJ voice
0: Yeah kind of soothes But you. I don't want to be A late night DJ voice You know what I
1: mean Yeah well look, I could listen to you All night but yeah, I, I think vice versa Yeah, that's true. Um, I actually, as well, this is no surprise to anybody listening to this, but as we all do, I dislike my voice. Mate, me too.
0: I, when I release one of these, and I'm trying to find a clip to put on Instagram or something. Yeah, you're like, fuck. I hate going through trying to find like, oh, at this point, and then it's me making a point. I'm like, that's a good point, but I just hate the sound
1: of myself. If you just put someone else's voice, you could just give that script to Morgan Freeman or Peterson just to come in and say that exact same thing. Yeah. Well, you'd probably just be like, what, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> well, why would you want to be a top lobster? I mean, who wouldn't?
0: <laughs> but um, because of uh, the nature of this, wanted to give yourself a little introduction, mate, and I'll get these notes ready. Fantastic. Work away. You give yourself a little introduction. Oh, it. it's easy. no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, no. You you do it.
1: Oh, I was like, unless you want. Right. One. I mean, dude, give me one on the ask, Yeah, let's go for it. John, I John, actually, I'll give you one. I actually want an introduction from yourself because okay, you um, actually, I wrote this while ago. This Sorry. will test our almost eleven years of friendship. Actually, I would say it'll be. Yeah, pretty much eleven years now. It actually
0: would be when what I wrote we'll this. It's at ten, so I'll, I'll update. That. You ready?
1: Yeah, go for it. <clears throat>
0: Today on the podcast, I'm joined by Daniele Di Tofano. He's a personal trainer, but more importantly, founder of Top Gym Trips and Physiotrician, as well as many other ventures that I'm sure we will get into. When he's not too concerned with all of that, he's my best friend of over 10 years, 11, edging on, and someone who I'm very grateful to have in my life, and more importantly, on the podcast right now.
1: Thank you. That was awesome, by the way. Did you enjoy that? Yeah, I did. It made me feel grateful for being your friend.
0: Oh, mate. Thank you. You're
1: welcome. I well, appreciate um, that. No, well, pleasure, get- pleasure. Because we always end up having these conversations anyways.
0: Yeah, this is one of those things where uh, myself and Danny would get into conversation as I'm like dropping him home or something. And we'll be outside his house. And before you know it, like two hours have gone by and we have just chatted absolute brown in my car.
1: Yeah, it's like a big jigsaw puzzle that gets, like, we probably added 10 years of shit too.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have, like, well-formed ideas that are thought out through our own ways of being, like, our own thoughts that have just happened in the car.
1: And And people just think we're shy talkers, which we kind of are, though. It's, it's
0: what I thrive on at the minute, like to be yeah. honest.
1: but how are you finding the podcast? Obviously, I this is what I do. I I do some podcasts as well, or you know. So if I ask you questions, don't feel too uncomfortable. Man, I'm not, like I, <laughs> I
0: I. I, I it's weird. I don't like the sound of my voice, but I like to talk about myself.
1: Of course, and I actually don't like talking about myself. Believe it or not. Really? Yeah. It's outrageous. Is that why you're just projecting onto me? You're like, oh, ask wrong questions. Yeah, that's right that's questions. That's the best way to do it. Because I, I like giving. I feel like when someone asks me a question, I have to give so much context. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck. Well, is that the answer he wanted? And I see your face, and I'm like, well, he doesn't look too happy. Fuck. I better give him some more context. You, you know? run a successful business, and you think this way.
0: That's that's comforting, I guess. But yeah. uh, <laughs> um, no, we the podcast is the podcast is good. Uh, it's good. Like, I enjoy. Like doing it every time when I'm in my head about it, I'm like, "Fuck!" Like I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. I'm like, "Is it gonna be shit? It's gonna be good? Are people gonna listen to it? Are they not?" And the next thing for me, I think, is branching out of my comfort zone is having someone who I'm not friends with or don't know directly on the podcast. Yes, that's happening next week. Oh, who is it? Uh, a guy called Josh Cherry.
1: Awesome. I What's, know what to do.
0: Um, I first came across him on TikTok, right? And he basically, how to put it, he has a lot of the same chat as we do. Yeah. So he's Irish. No, no, no. He's um American. Oh. But I reached out to him because his video, like he had this one video put up uh, and it was about, something about like, obviously like doing difficult things and being all right with it, which yeah, is yeah, like, you yeah. know, the motto of everyday of life for us. But I was like, that's, that's really good. And then um, he messaged me back and I was like, oh man, like I see you have the thing for a podcast. Would you be interested in doing and He was like, yeah, fill it out on my Calendly and we'll, we'll set it up. And I was like, ah, unreal. Awesome. So uh, that's, but he's in America. So it's 10 p.m. I and mean, he's like on Monday. a
1: big TikToker or something
0: um yeah he has a like a decent TikTok following, and he's also done oh, a few what podcasts are we talking?
1: huh what are we talking
0: um i'll pull it up sean but like 10k 20k 30k i'll check i'll check i'll check all right relax no, but i just thought he was a fascinating individual <laughs> cool. so
1: i wanted to like pull him up and uh see what the chat was i think that's probably the biggest thing from doing because i remember i recorded my first podcast episode um the growth approach i don't know if you remember that thing oh yeah, yeah i do but, yeah. yeah you do yeah that was in um january february 2018 and i remember at the time actually i didn't have a podcast but i used it to get into conversation with two people who actually ended up becoming two of my first clients oh, from really? the digital marketing sphere J- jason maxwell and line gonzalez who i ended up you know basically starting my whole business from yeah. those conversations i didn't actually have a podcast at the time i just wanted to get into the conversation with them yeah so i just said i have a podcast for you come on and like literally they're like yeah cool that's fine but yeah. then when they got onto it they're like did you not just intro-? like for jason i did but for line i didn't introduce him i didn't do anything i just basically had to shout with him yeah it's like Oh, when will that be up? Oh, like, you're not gonna like intro or plug or anything. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Oh yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, just say we'll worry about that later on. <laughs> like, We'll and do complete, that in post and like, like, complete, like fucking spoof my way through it. Yeah. But uh it's an awesome way to connect with people. Yeah. It really is. But for me, it's
0: more like putting myself out there and like talking to someone I don't know. Yeah. I'm worried that I'm just gonna come across like I don't know anything. Yeah,
1: but dude, if there's anyone that can do that, like in out, out of I know it's you. Mate, don't don't come on. That's all right. No, uh, genuinely when it comes to conversation, I think like I mean compared to myself anyways, with strangers, I'm very closed, like I'm very, not closed minded, but I'm very like, you know, closed up, if you know what I mean. Like if you know me, I'll talk for days, but otherwise I'm like, what do you, what he wants, <laughs> or if you're trying to get somewhere, I <laughs> yeah. suppose. And like and that's just yeah. an aim
0: to this conversation. And it's like eh, yeah, not very yeah. But uh, why are three, we talking right now? Three hundred and seventy-seven point nine thousand followers.
1: Oh, okay, that's big, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's but like big.
0: he like just a chat. and I checked out his um his YouTube as well. And he makes music. He does art, and he has like he's chats economics, and he chats um obviously just like personal development and stuff. Yeah, like he's really interesting. I think you'd like his chat actually yeah. if you're interested in connecting with him, but yeah so he's gonna be the first person who I like don't officially know mm-hmm. and then I think in January I have someone from the Instagram sphere um, the guy that runs uh, Jordan Peterson Archive on Instagram yes um, yeah so he's actually an affiliate for Jordan Peterson now for the like the um, personality course that he does
1: oh so he gets a little bit of yeah, yeah but like just
0: the fact that he's like directly linked I'm kind of like oh, in awe
1: of that fact you're one step away
0: yeah my, my, my Peterson number is one
1: I think that's one of the things I've noticed like even probably been maybe what two and a half years in, in business now I know, like, Jordan still gets really excited by it and most people, it makes sense. I don't get excited about it at all anymore because you realise, which is good, by the way, yeah. how fucking close you are to everybody. Yeah. Like, it's, it's it's crazy. It's weird like that.
0: Especially in your sphere because there's so many personal trainers that are... It's big now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, like, I'm, I'm not saying, like, it's past its peak, but it's at a point where personal trainers and Instagram, almost everyone's on it and almost everyone is, like, looking for some inspiration somewhere and there's a lot of people, obviously, the two go together very well because you have to have some kind of dedication and get some motivation to you know want to improve yourself so in your sphere when you come across people like that you find that a lot of like even the thing with uh, Gary V. Mm-hmm. it's like you you have a client who's like trained Gary V. yeah and all that kind of stuff that's just weird to me and i'm not saying like we're in a good way obviously
1: mm-hmm. yeah i know it's it's cool like it, it's it's so crazy how you get in these conversations with people like we had we're doing some podcast art for like steve weatherford a couple of months ago like he's an nfl player like it's just Sharon insurance he's a billionaire Jesus. It's just crazy true like this podcasting agency it's just so weird how you get into these conversations um but like i don't even like i, I know obviously i am a personal trainer by trade but like i that's this is like for me the the stepping stone in, into into business i actually don't think i'll be in this space at all in a couple of years right. i think i'll have a business hmm. but i don't think i'll be i'll be here at all because i don't i love fitness and i think fitness is, and health fitness give me everything um but you know me you know in that regard i don't i'm not a typical personal trainer i have yeah. like very much training is kind of not like it's a part of my life it used to be in nutrition and all that stuff but you know I, I don't get wrong it's very easy for me to just help people with that but it just doesn't it's as i say it's not what gets my dick hard
0: so what does get your dick hard
1: uh i think some, some at the moment anyways it's more so business coaching that's what i do yeah and it's kind of helping personal trainers who are in my position move online yeah, yeah. and then also i do want to get into real estate I want to yeah. get into real estate and then i want i ultimately i think want to end up being kind of like an investor yeah um, i love like me <laughs> i don't know if i can i, I won't give any names here because this is a conversation that i probably shouldn't say in public um but me and a certain person hmm. we're having a conversation about business with someone who i Trust with business information. <laughs> you can deduct from that what you will. And we're kind of talking about one of the big places we want to go is investing in people who have really marketable followings, and it's kind of like what the dudes did. You know, the Go House. The Go House is called now with TikTok. Why isn't it called the goat House? I don't know. I don't know. i There's a reason for it, but I, I don't know. Neither who know there. Not exactly. Yeah, yeah. They're in a hotel in there or something. Yeah, they yeah. They got kicked out of the, out of the gaff. Yeah, whatever that was. Yeah, yeah. And that i think is where i want to go kind of being the or the orchestrator or the puppeteer behind the scenes someone kind of controlling it all yeah, yeah. Um, but bringing the people who i know because like i look at a lot of people and i'm just like jesus like, particularly particularly when, with women and and dudes to be fair but more so women in the in the fitness space yeah who are awesome at what they do they just if they marketed themselves a little better mm-hmm. they'd be huge it would be huge because there's like that's so much uncapped potential there for for more so for women because roughly 80 percent of the market is dominated by women yeah and they're and they're buying market types yeah so which is something we don't we don't think about a lot like women make most of the purchasing decisions that's fair enough actually yeah Pertic- like regardless of in low ticket items anything under anything under 97 over 85 percent of those are purchased by women mm. which is which is awesome
0: so you kind of want to be the one to spot uh marketable personal personality and then be the one to follow through with that and make them into like a brand
1: yeah how cool is that for me it's all about building things i yeah. don't like i don't like the in between i like the, i like i like the building and i like the end like i like the start and the end i don't like anything in between i like the conceptualization i like the kind of building the system yeah and i'm like someone else can do the work yeah, yeah but like yeah. I'll, I'll i'll fund it yeah and i'll make sure the people and the resources are there and then at the end i'll come in to sell so i want to i want to build something and be able to sell it basically because yeah. i want to sell my business within the next five years that's fair enough But plan is to put, the thing is you have to make it sellable
0: yeah you have to but to be fair i mean i know a couple of months ago like that was a very high what well, i say like it was a very reasonable possibility that you could you could have sold if you wanted to
1: yeah well, we've got a solar instagram account yeah which uh is a digital asset of the business and it doesn't go against instagram's terms uh, that's fair enough. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you're talking to the right person anyway <laughs> yeah. um but yeah, that's that's insane, man. So the bi- the business isn't just the account. The business is the account plus the clients plus every yeah, other the system, tangible asset,
1: ev- ev- everything, the employees, yeah. like everything, the, everything we have, all the, all the assets, whatever that may be. Um, but yeah, the goal is ultimately to, to sell. I I do think all I'm trying to do is basically, if I put it simply, is to free up as much of my time as possible mm. to spend my time how I want, yeah, and be free and never have to worry about uh, income again. Yeah. But again, like I'm kind of in that space now where i'll always want more yeah i think everyone's like that though yeah, i think it also serves us right to want more particularly as men yeah i think we're kind of just primed to always want more and more and more yeah which is good which is really good i think
0: i think that's anyone who's in a kind of open market society so you're gonna want more regardless of whether you think that's uh like whatever culture built around or yeah. like a social construct it's like regardless yeah. of that we still we're still gonna want it
1: i think particularly if you're conscientious which most yeah. men would be yeah or at least the average man would be more conscientious than the average woman Mm. so i do think that we we tend to we tend to do continually want more and more and more that's fair
0: um so in terms of getting on the property ladder this is something i was thinking about to myself um the other day i was kind of thinking what's what's like the step one of how to go about getting on the property ladder
1: at our age i think my goal is actually because i have a see it's difficult i think it depends where what my income would be or what my available capital would be and right. where i'd be going with it so i'll make this simple because this can be a boring conversation for a lot of people but i think it's interesting yeah so if i didn't have enough me if i didn't have my business which technically i can if i want to produce at any given time any amount of money yeah technically you know theoretically yeah okay you know um i would the old-fashioned way which i'd actually be the orchestrator and just kind of go venture capital and, and actually just trying to source capital from a lot of people and and, and join a fund mm. whether that be with friends family whatever that may be i'd probably avoid family um <laughs> yeah fair and to be for the most part i, I try and avoid friends but it, it depends it, it really does depend now if i'm being honest what my ideal is is by the age of 24 mm-hmm. to have a to actually just have and, and, and owner right a, a three three bed um, apartment or house in, in dublin and start from there um you know, the goal for that would just be to to buy and let and live and let so yeah. you live in one room and let out the other two so what i need down is you know you don't, don't need any more than 10 to 15 down so i'll be looking to realistically all you need to accrue at that stage is you know 30 to, to 45k and, and and you're sorted um which technically if i just live you know with, with below my means could, could be accrued easily in the next even couple of months so my head goes to that um and then buying it living and letting letting two rooms and just going from there and yeah. then from there building equity as always refinancing in a couple of years i think the markets it's very difficult to tell the markets but i think if you're in it long term it doesn't really matter anyways yeah and if it's money you have to to spend or or not to lose anyways mm-hmm. you should be fine so i i'd because I'd, uh, i don't see rents going down any any time especially so. not here yeah particularly not here yeah. particularly the depends on kind of what you buy as well but i think that and then from there maybe wait 10 10 15 years to refinance it doesn't really matter you can refinance whenever hmm. um just build equity and then go on somewhere else that's fair enough yeah or I re- just go back living home yeah you know? <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's fair <laughs> six months in six months six months out and just go from there and then the goal would be to to go go elsewhere i don't want to really get into kind of too much um property management and stuff like that i'd rather actually just buy and sell you'd rather just have the flip. asset like yeah, yeah yeah i'd rather flip to be honest um don't get wrong i'm I'm really interested in in kind of doing up and, and letting et cetera et cetera but um I am more interested in because it's just a sales person I mean in flipping hmm. um, but eventually I just want to hire someone to take care and manage my portfolio yeah that's, the that's plan. the goal just to automate everything yeah, I automate everything basically so I don't have to worry about it that's, you know yeah is the way forward but uh it's a boring conversation. It really is. I'm, I'm fascinated by it. like because I was thinking about it the other day and I was obviously
0: i I would wonder how you would go about it because I have like in my own head like bar the venture capital part it was pretty much the same because mm. in my head it would be you take out a mortgage on it you have the you can just let it out and then like or live and let and then that's the mortgage paid off and then event, like that becomes an asset over time that pays for itself and then like like you said you could either just have that there or then flip it onto something bigger
1: yeah no i think what i do want to get before that is my own my own uh, office or, or, or gym space yeah um and it wasn't i kind of came up with this which is i, I want to build within the next maybe 18 months like a hub and physiotrician hub because mm. that's kind of how we're branding everything now under physiotrician. and that's going to be what i think is going to be like for me it's my dream i think it's kind of like a, a space for the boys to say it lightly <laughs> which is the most cliche thing ever but essentially it's 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 an office block um it's a gym floor with you know like a a a meditation room obviously Mm. our offices um and then place to hold a gym space and obviously a place there to hold seminars and stuff my goal with that is actually just to get actually pay out of pocket completely to get all of these like unbelievable speakers and pay whatever fees it is to get them in because i know on the back end you know everything will will cover it so pay you know 10 to 15k to get speakers in for a weekend and actually have the events for free but the publicity cause i think would actually in the back end make a lot of cash so if, if anything like if let's say peterson was in dublin you know pay a 10 to 15k fee to get him in there for for even a couple of like an hour or two yeah you know whatever it may be um i don't see that wouldn't even be worth it in the back end for free by the way yeah that's my way of giving back i think it's to, for me it's not i think it's for me it's about planting seeds or ideas in people's head Hmm. so one of the ways to do that i think is to bring speakers who resonate with people and speak the vernacular already speak the language in a way that resonates to the point of someone like peterson who's so articulate and, and, and eloquent um so that they can kind of just—that's my way of giving back. So get get that person in front of you and see if you can kind of not even change your perspective, but at least challenge your belief system.
0: Yeah, I don't think that's that's something that's kind of uh, unfamiliar to people, at the, at, especially this year. I'd say is like trying to challenge any kind of commonplace fact is uh, a big no-no for for want of a better word. Like you have people who are just kind of so ingrained in the way that things should be and how people should conduct themselves, especially just in everyday life. Forget about you know. Whatever you want to take on or taking on responsibility or, or whatever, it's like you wear a mask. Do you? Not, do you? Not? Like how, how soon do you take off? Do you wash your mask? Mm-hmm. Are you in the same household? How many? How many people have you seen? Like just all that kind of stuff. It's like no matter what you say to someone, it's like they're, they're ingrained in that kind of like you know this is the way you should be. These are the rules we should follow them. And I was actually something that interests me about um, what is it epidemics or when the when a society has a like an infection or a uh, transferable disease that spreads throughout it. There's a thing called an F number, I think. I think that's what it's called. You can fact check me on this. But <laughs> it correlates the... What's considered a this, fact? This is just, this is just uh, <laughs> Bro Science 101. Uh. Um, it co- you can correlate this with the um, rate of infectious disease or the severity of infectious disease um, will show a direct increase in the... Tolerance fo- of an authoritarian atar- blo- Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mate, you're on the same level. Yeah. yeah but that was just like, I, I heard that and I was kind of like, huh, this is exactly what's going on across the world which is kind of funny
1: i have a weird observation on all this i think i i I always go back to humans in our most human form Mm. so whatever it may be ninety thousand years ago like go go, let's go neolithic wherever it may be and i just think we neurologically and neurochemically are driven by status and power and social status wherever that may be and I think it always boils back to, to some form of, of innate uh, psychological or, or emotional power to hold over the individual or over over a group. And I think what's the biggest thing I've seen happen this year is the reason I think people are actively handing over so much control is because it gives a lot of power to be on the winning side or the side that has the most backing. Yeah. Where you have a lot of control and power over other people. So for instance the way in which we boil this down or we'd label this would just be quote unquote virtue signaling mm. to the point of well you are doing this therefore you are worse off than me therefore I have validation of my own belief system that I'm actually doing something of worth and that I'm actually offering something to society where in actual fact you're not really doing anything or helping anyone by just telling somebody to put on a mask Yeah. in actual fact if you want to play it out like I just love breaking it down and being like dude you're so illogical here if the whole point of this is to stop the spread of a virus that is a that's a fair argument Mm. but if the argument being brought forward is to you are putting other people's lives at risk well therefore if we want to play that out you have to therefore say well look we can't actually have people smoking and it within 20 minutes of other people due to the deaths caused by secondhand smoking we can't have people becoming obese because that could actually take away from someone else's right to healthcare and access to healthcare. You get in this slippery slope of, well, you're actually, you can't do that because it's illogical. Um, But obviously people don't... don't, don't There's risk to to living that we have to take on. Like,
0: I drive my car. Is is it wrong for me to drive my car on the road because there's so many road accidents a year and like my own life? Should I be told not to drive? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Something I actually did want to ask you about and something that I had in my head to ask you about was the idea of nuance. And it was kind of along the lines of what you're talking about now. Do you think it's possible to have that kind of conversation with someone and have them come out like how would you go about changing someone's mind on that have you ever successfully managed to like flip someone's perspective on something
1: yeah but the whole way to to there's two i think uh, for me it always boils down to you do at a fundamental level to challenge a belief system to change a belief system you have to challenge a belief system yeah otherwise there's no need to change the belief system you have to maybe think well maybe i'm wrong but the way in which you do that is to reverse engineer the outcome and i always go every interaction i have is has the outcome in mind, I always, you know, for the most part, I'm very outcome focused. That's who I am as a person. Yeah, which is good or bad. It depends. It's just how I operate. It's just how how like like at a neural level, how I'm always thinking. Fuck, where where do I want this to go, and how do yeah. I how do I help get there? How do I facilitate it? I think it always comes back to, you can never go in. Particularly with the level of cognitive dissonance, even amongst myself, and the cognitive biases people have, expecting to change someone's. Nor should you try and change someone's belief system. Although, if you do want to, the only way to do that is to challenge it or at least offer some perspective. All you can do is open the playing field for someone. Think of it as racehorses. You ever seen what happens when a racehorse's blinkers come off during a fucking race? Oh, they they don't know to look. They get distracted. They don't know where the fuck to go. Yeah, I think in society we're kind of put these blinkers are put on us so that we're just looking a certain way. But all you need to do is peer them open, maybe ten degrees either side and now what you're doing is I think truth and universal truth whatever that may be so it's kind of more of a philosophical argument will eventually resonate with somebody mm. so I think if you just open the perspective and say this is also here mm. you are hoping that the person because ultimately who, who makes change the individual yeah it's never the person outside the individual it's always the individual who changes I have to accept the belief the belief is outside me I you know I may look at it all I want but I have to actually take ownership of that yeah. belief for it to become part of who I am and assimilate into my being so I just say look open the paradigm a little bit hmm. and then go from there when well, people say that change happens in private
0: yeah yeah because Always. there has to be like like you're saying like some people some people would consider what you're saying fringe you know what i mean like the idea that you know women are or men are more conscientious than women and all these kind of statistics that are like they do have psych or, um psychological validation behind them there are studies it's, done. Em- it's empirical evidence yeah, right but There's some no people would say that behind that's, that's, them statements. yeah right i agree with you yeah. But some people would say that's fringe or whatever, or that it's wrong, or you shouldn't be saying that nowadays. Maybe. Yeah, facts. But what I'm saying is that when, when we look at it as there has to be people who think in a certain way and act in a certain way in accordance with those kind of fringe ideas. And I'm not saying that, you know, these empirical facts are fringe ideas, but to speak about them nowadays seems kind of fringe. You know, it seems kind of on the edge of societal acceptance. But what I'm saying is when these things happen, be it conversations about, um, like say weed, for example, because I know that the US just passed a federal law, dec- mm-hmm. like decriminalizing it, um, which is probably going to be passed pretty soon, I think, or they at least yeah, put I, it to yeah. put it to the house. Mm-hmm. But stuff like um, psilocybin, all these kind of things that are would be considered fringe and outrageous to even consider, like those that consumption happens in private. And I think when you, when you make something like that illegal, or when you see these these changes in society that you kind of suppress. It's like, okay, well, this is happening and we're just going to... Oh, thanks, Siri. It's like, this is happening and we're just going to pretend that it's it's not. And that kind of, you know, you have to have this this illegal part of society that operates, that makes change. And like, if, if it was the case where we made things that people do, which are outside of the law, fully illegal and assume that no one did them, then we wouldn't have the change that we see today. So... It's you kind of have to allow people to break the law in in a certain way and see how far it gets pushed until change happens. It's mm-hmm. like even gay marriage, of course. Yeah, like forget forget anything about you know drugs or anything. It's like no, societal change that we see is obvious had to happen in private at some point. It's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to get at.
1: Yeah,
0: and I think that there has to be what's it, I'm trying to say there has to be kind of some some want or need for us to to go this way or we have to have we have to be willing to have the conversation about fringe things so that they become normalized you know i just i just think most people nowadays it's like unless it's something that you see as obvious you're not so willing to accept until it's brought to the frontier by people who by and large see it as something as a a net positive Hmm. i feel like i just went on a rant there with like
1: Like, I, i completely agree um i think in general like there's just so much nuance missing that fringe things that shouldn't be fringe conversations are now touted as fringe conversations i bring it back personally to almost in in uh, this is let's let me say i'm talking like a hippie right now I, I almost transcend fact and just think well look let me just say this is the available information i have whether that be a small sphere or a large sphere sometimes there, there comes a point in time where and I think this is something that I, and I'm a big fan of Wim Hof and he, he talks a, little, a lot. It's where people lack intuition hmm. and lack knowing when something is fundamentally right and fundamentally wrong. And I feel like I bring that back to my universal truth. If you feel like you have truth on your side, there is ultimate patience in conversation. Mm-hmm. There is ultimate certainty in conversation. And there is, I think, the modus operandi to dismantle anyone who has a differing opinion. And the way I look at it is, I am happy to get into conversation with anybody about any of these topics because I'm no longer emotional about it. There's no emotion on my side. I have truth on my side, or what I believe to be truth. Yeah, it's your it's truth. intuitive yeah, truth yeah, because there is no universal truth really. Yeah, like you I know, said, whatever it's a philo- it's a philosophical conversation. It yeah, is, yeah. but when you have that, there's so much more to it that there's no story behind it. Mm. I'm just a, you know there's no story behind it. I haven't attached my I haven't attached my identity to that, mm. which is what's happening now, where my identity is now in the statement where it's not it's my there's no identity for me in, in any of my statements it's just that's that's the way i see it. and that may not be true but i'm okay to accept if it's not true or not and i think it's like well look we can disagree that's normal like, you know as As well it's like maybe but maybe i'm wrong what if i flipped the narrative and said men are less conscientious than women what what would that do for you nothing yeah the thing it, is you just really attach you so her. much identity to the fact of me saying something attacks who you believe you are yeah doesn't change anything if i flip it it doesn't matter it's the fact that i have said something and you just want to disagree with me Mm. like i I could i could say some one of the most sheepest sentences ever or one of the most harsh sentences ever it doesn't really matter i think they just want people who oppose people it's just it's just tribal it will always exist i always say this it will always exist um but i think the one thing we need to almost in a weird sense remove is you yes you need to have emotion you need to be emotionally driven to have these conversations because as they become more and more fringe people are less likely to have these conversations so us (laughs) an open form dialogue trying to flesh things out with some form of nuance that's now going to be seen as as bigoted yeah or which is which makes no sense but it's just how it is people throw around bigots so much i remember i think it was dylan that turned me on to this originally that the
0: the definition of a bigot is just someone who holds an opposing idea to the conventional wisdom yeah yeah
1: so it's kind of a it's a catch-22 it's like yeah well i I technically i'm a I, i'm a bigot but it doesn't actually hold any weight to that, yeah. to that state and like, you're also a bigot yeah
0: because i feel like especially in a lot of the stuff i do nuance is kind of nuance is kind of left out no one no one makes any room for it anymore you know is it like and especially with what you're saying like watching Claire Burn live it's like you just can't do that to yourself anymore because you know it's like the same voices are going to clash over the same things and nothing's going to be done about it
1: it's um we're just, we're just, I think it gives us, it gives us something to put emotion into. Yeah. And and some form of meaning into, I think if like, look, if you don't have anything, if I were to, the way I look at this, the people who are the most detached from political conversation. And actually, what I find to be the people who are, who are politically literate, but well detached from the political sphere and conversation are the people I always strive to be, or at least non emotionally attached Mm -hmm. or emotionally detached, I should say. Um, you, you might think it but even someone like russell brand who's actually quite emotionally detached but very politically literate you yeah. might think all he talks about is politics but he does in a way in which it's kind of like i'm just opening the sphere to conversation yeah that is now seen as fringe which is crazy to me but that's kind of my my approach to everything it's like maybe i'm wrong <laughs> maybe yeah I'm, like like if i'm wrong am i fantastic oh, like, i learned something but like this is the thing for me it's like look, look. let me flip this for a second for the most part, we look at group ideology. This group is the group that touts mental health mm-hmm. and touts bullying as all these awful things. But is it only if you're? Is it only bad if you're bullied? What if you're bullying me for having opposite opinion? Does that not count anymore? Where's your? I don't. I don't. Please explain to me. So like you know, for instance, like if I if I have an opinion that differs to someone, but well, it's okay if you bully me. Yeah well why is that okay
0: but if i bully you i'm making now, 70 but, micro but, macro aggressions against you
1: but now but now the yeah exactly now the yeah. burden of, of proof has to come from your side yeah you know but i just don't i just think it's kind of a funny not that i'm above the conversation like i don't want to sound like that but i do think the the biggest issue i see in society is the fact that everyone's getting drawn into an emotional conversation yeah. which is crazy because it's taking away from where people want to go as i said if you i think if you have a bigger mission or something to offer to the world your conversation isn't about isn't about attacking others it's about empowering every single person yeah every single person yeah every it, has to, it person. has to be individual whether that be a white supremacist or a black person or the, whether it be no genuinely i do think it's about empowering everybody yeah it's not about it's like whoa whoa that's a crazy statement to make but think about it how is that a bad? like talk to me about how that's a bad statement yeah you need to empower everyone to make better decisions you don't punish a prisoner by just look at the systems they have in norway where we're looking at rehabilitation rehabilitating prisoners and the success rates of that yeah if someone's murdered someone what are you going to do like just murder them does, does some it- people some people do that
0: but what? Struck, when you were talking about that what stood out to me and what i remember i think i was talking about this with Maeve before it's like there was some organization in america like a jewish organization an uh, organization you probably know the story just from hearing it that when they fled nazi germany to come over to america and had this kind of community there was a neo-nazi march going to happen like through their city i think it was there was some like double a organization i can't remember what what the official name was and it had to come to them whether this organization was allowed to have their protest or their march, whatever. And in the interest of free speech and giving everyone an opinion, these this Jewish community, freshly from Nazi Germany, allowed these people to come through and have their neo-Nazi parade because they believed in the right to free speech. And it's like, if you make an idea or a statement public, you, like what you're doing in that is not, not only bringing your own idea to the floor, but it's also testing it to public debate. And also, like... You'll find very quickly, if you're bringing an idea, such as the doctrine of Adolf Hitler, to the streets, you'll see how quickly you're ridiculed. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that that adds to the conversation. It's like, okay, well, you brought this conversation to the floor. You focus too hard on something. And rather than it being now such a thing where we're talking about, you know, you're bullying me because I'm bullying you because I'm you're virtue signaling, <laughs> signaling and I'm against you. It's like, no, no, no. We're bringing this conversation to the floor so that you can digest it however way you want no matter how offensive i think it is because it it might hold some some ground it might not and then you realize oh wait well, like you know if jewish people can allow neo-nazis but to come through see, then we have to allow a conversation between people of different ideological differences right that's- different ideological opinions and what gets me even more is that now i see it especially in like this corporate world where everything is all inclusive everything is all progressive <laughs> But what isn't inclusive is inclusivity of ideas and dispositions. Of course. We have inclus- inclusivity of gender, sexual orientation, ethnicity. Which
1: by definition for some of those is is opinion.
0: Yeah. But we don't have any ideological diversity. Of course.
1: Because... No, you it, do. You do, up to a certain point, it given certain brackets. You've been compartmentalized. You can have complete uh, ideological... Um, scope when it comes to when it comes to gender expression which isn't a, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing I just think the the way in which everything's been put forward is awful
0: I'm not saying it's a bad thing either like trust me a, a lot of people I'm friends with in work like they co- they don't come from Ireland you know what I mean yeah. which isn't a bad thing at all like they're phenomenal people it's an awful thing <laughs> it's an awful thing you know? but like it's just weird to see that because of this inclusive word what's being excluded is people's dispositions and people's ideas
1: it's 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 actually exclusive yeah it's your ex what all you're 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 doing is flipping the narrative anything you're not not opening becomes its opposite yes you're not opening the narrative you're flipping the narrative you're basically saying well this is no longer we can no longer do this we have to do this yeah you're actually not being inclusive there you're just flipping the narrative it doesn't mean you're it doesn't mean you actually include more people ultimately Mm. you may actually end up excluding more all you're doing it doesn't mean it's a bad or good thing just it isn't i think the term inclusivity is not the the right way to, to approach it um, and again, the, the I think the verbal wordplay is fantastic, and the linguistics behind this is fantastic, because it puts people in, in almost verbal iron bars or linguistic iron bars, where it's like, oh, inclusive. If, if I'm not inclusive, um, does that make me bad? And it yeah. makes people kind of question their own belief system. That's why I think that a lot of the emotional arguments put forward on on the left are awesome, because they really do put people who are incompetent at deciphering them in a position where it's like, fuck, yeah, no, I can agree with this yeah. because I'm not bad. Yeah. You know, it makes people question their belief system. But yeah. it, and all, all they've done is just use a, a very coy word. Yeah, that's so that's that's awesome. Yeah, I'm I racist. Fuck, am I racist now? I don't want to have that label attached to me because of the the hatred and. and but everything. it's not
0: even are you racist? It's will people see me as racist? Well,
1: I you know even even now it's like when I go to say something like I'm not trying to be racist, but. Yeah, so yeah well all, all I've said is a statistic <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to be <laughs> sexist but racist. yeah well they can be so, you know, that's the thing yeah but I, th- like the numbers don't discriminate I think uh, I think our conversation always comes back to there are two so- sides to every coin yeah. not one yeah that's all well, it is it's like a tetrahedron like more than two yeah exactly like, yeah
0: there has to be so. like again this whole thing started from nuance which is what I want to ask you about and I guess the thing we've come to is you can't change someone's opinions straight out the gate if they're not willing to at least be open-minded about something course yeah but i just it was just interesting because like especially now it's like there's no room for new ones. i think
1: know? i think it does come down to changing the individual yeah if you do want to change the but at the same time i'm just i am just i am the exact opposite on the other side on, on the other side of what i what i not despise but uh, disagree with mm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. it's the same thing all you just are you're just on a different side yeah that's all there is there's no wrong or right there's just two sides yeah i don't think any side is any more right or any more wrong because i don't think they exist
0: yeah, I feel like people just need to focus on more on what they have in common as opposed to what they differ on. Where would be a better place. <laughs> but
1: I think it also it, it's very tribal for us to just focus on what we have uh, separate because and, and oh yeah, we thrive off that. What like. the people we have closest to us have in common and yeah. what everyone else is is separate. But I think no matter what I think the, the I'll say it openly. The fact of the matter is we're in a, we're in a time in our lives where the what we see and and the information we're fed is is predominantly biased. Mm-hmm. Which means that people who hold different opinions to what they see every day feel alienated mm. and that isn't good from mental mental health standpoint and that's actually if if your outcome is look i don't want i do not want a psychiatric or psychological crisis well then you need to exclude people and you need to level the playing field mm. the way i look at it like america is like the example we all look towards yeah take take what you will from the the election look at the numbers look at the turnout 78 as of ended up on 78 million nearly 80 million people voted for donald trump close to just over that for obviously over that for for biden so my head goes to well that's not what's been represented in in the public yeah so of course you have chaos because what's happened is you have one group and now it's led to realistically it's kind of funny the narrative's completely flipped those who are on top i say that in air quotes of society 18 to 25 year old white straight males (laughs) are now the people who obviously can't speak up against any of this because you know we have so much we almost have we're like almost like nazis who have reparations to pay yeah <laughs> for our wrongdoings so yeah. i didn't choose to be white. i wasn't born i was actually kind of born brown and i was actually yeah. discriminated by on khan as a kid called gypsy called a little traveler boy load of things around Crumlin. um but you don't see me trying to fuss about that yeah if anything i'd say it's making you stronger yeah 100 yeah again you're only you're only as strong as your as your last battle i think and and even i always bring it back to physiology like we have this principle it's it's the uh, specific adaptation to impose demands a said principle you can only accrue strength under what stress you're put under Mm. so if you just want to if you just want to be in this bubble where i can't say anything to you it's kind of funny it gets to the stage where everyone gets so paranoid Mm. that you know do you not mean with all the the spider-men pointing the guns at each other (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah You know, it's yeah. kind of the thing. Like the the people in, in that side of things cannibalize themselves a lot. Yeah,
0: because there's only so many layers you can go down until something's wrong with someone in your group that you and can point to. And then
1: it just becomes we're all flawed. Let's get on with it. Folks yeah, it's sake. like we all we all know we're
0: not perfect. Thank <laughs> yeah, you so much. We're
1: all we all make mistakes. Yeah. And well I may, I may make an awful mistake but so might you yeah like fuck like okay well I, like I if i can't make a
0: mistake i can't learn
1: like yeah yeah but that's what it is it's like you can't well do you want to for society to progress yeah well you want to make more mistakes if you want society to progress think, yeah. of, think of this the production uh think of the progression of human society since world war Two. in and of itself how do you mean from, from every standpoint from a technological standpoint i mean even true 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 war in of itself
0: a war is a great innovator but, but th- even
1: think of even think of the energy revolution and think of the electrification of of pretty much every rural economy in the world mm-hmm. uh it's crazy what's what's happened and yeah. in the past 70 70 or so years since world war Two. i think you, you want people to make mistakes you just want people to learn from their mistakes yeah and learning may not be making the right decision for you it just means taking that context forward so that they don't make the exact same mistake again yeah they might make a different mistake that's
0: why i don't agree and i do, I do want to ask uh i want to get on to a load of other stuff with you as well but i don't agree with people wanting to rewrite history that's one of the things that gets me like with the tearing down of the statues in in um, britain and i'm not saying across america like if you have someone that's like, you know, Well it doesn't uh, do anything No it doesn't But what I'm saying is You can't just scribble out Winston Churchill Of the history books And say oh he, he was a racist Because he was a man of the times And I'm not saying Man of the times Is uh, an excuse to be no, racist No it is But, but it, like it, know, it, it's, it's the it's, culture it's, it's a culture you grow up it with It
1: is Maybe we'll look back In a hundred years And say the people That were being inclusive Were fucking bigots it's 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 all relative to the time and yeah. this is where nuance comes into it and this is like saying we need to remove the imperial british empire because they oppressed us irish folk for over 800 years yeah it's it's such a pointless conversation it's like
0: you have people that go back and say oh i'd kill hitler and it's these same people that would say I'd, i could never kill another human being you know what <laughs> i mean And it's like where how is how does that work like if i i was thinking about this the other day and i don't know why but if i went back to hitler Try and be his mate Like
1: I wouldn't kill Hitler No
0: no I don't mean like When he was like In full throw of like You know Mein Kampf I mean like before that When he's just starting out When his art gets rejected Like mate that's a phenomenal painting You should stick with that Don't do anything else Just stick with that painting mate Don't do anything Politics No 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 Stick with the painting man It's phenomenal I guarantee you'll get there one day
1: <laughs> If I just pacify him
0: Yeah yeah Just be like mate Like honestly You see that See The guy that wants your painting he's. A, what is he Jewish mate You should love the Jewish people mate They're <laughs> unreal Want your painting Do they Do you know what I mean Like it, it's just A different You're approach you
1: a Jew Didn't let you into college Mate he wasn't a Jew He was a Roman Catholic yeah, He just like, had a massive mate, He was like nose you You see the moustache on him Just <laughs> like you mate Oh my god We're, we're, we're making stereotype, stereotypical jokes Ah uh, 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 we can't do that anymore.
0: I mean like the clichés are clichés for a reason.
1: Look, these I think I I love these conversations because um I I do think it comes down to how much of a fuck you give. Yeah. If that's the point where If yeah, you give yeah. more of a fuck, of course you get offended and of course you will also get like you feel like you won't be able to say anything. Yeah. You know, like there's only a couple of years ago you could say whatever you want. It's like when we watch
0: Borat for the first time. I watched Borat for the first time the other week. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I was like like every 2 minutes the the one sentence that came out of my mouth was you just could not make that nowadays. Yeah, of course. Yeah.
1: Of and course. It, but but my such... head goes to why why can't you? And there's it's a very obvious why you can't and you there's a lot of context so, well well x y and z. It's, why, it's the same reason why JK Rowling can't say that women
0: who have peri- or sorry, people who have periods are called women. She,
1: the thing is and this is where my faith is restored in humanity. And it's not to say that people who have the opinions those opinions are are any less i actually think fair fucking play for them they're finding some form of meaning and purpose in that and there's some form of identity in that yeah it shouldn't take away from my identity what it's starting is to but you know if i feel they feel like i'm taking away from theirs whatever it may be we can disagree there but what you're seeing on social media or mainstream media or tabloid newspaper or television in general is not representative of the population yeah we're made believe it is because it's all we consume yeah And it's all run by, if you've ever listened to Jack Dorsey at any Senate hearing, I've had the pleasure of listening to it a few times, or Zuck, you'll understand quite quickly how agenda-driven they are, Mm. and how they are very much leaning one side. There's nothing necessary, there is a lot of things wrong with that, but it gives me faith that, okay, cool, I don't feel as alienated now, because I understand that just as many people are like hidden whack a moles right, to pop up and have this conversation with me. And I think it takes people with a backbone or people who don't give a fuck, kind of like myself and yourself, because I genuinely don't. I'd happily have yeah. this debate in public sphere. It's like, what is, you know, people can have differing opinions. There's nothing wrong with that. And it's not harmful. Yeah. It's not. Just because, you, but this is neurologically, this is how it works. If you see all of your information a certain way and someone else attacks it, you want to shut that down you think of it almost like a pathogen entering your body or anything your your neural network you have to shut that down straight away yeah so of course you see it as dangerous but it doesn't mean it is dangerous mm-hmm. you know it's like your body's producing these fucking antibodies to go out and kill this thing but you don't know if it's dangerous or not but your body doesn't want to take the risk yeah. so of course it just perceives it as dangerous so if you have people who are being fed this information constantly of course when they see something different they're going to just shoot that down mm. Which is difficult, but I, I think the the only way to to fight back per se is just to fucking say say things as you see them. Yeah. Nobody can go wrong saying things as they see them, for the most part. Yeah. There's obviously nuance to that, but there's nuance to everything. Yeah. Nothing I say I don't I don't think about for the most part. That's fair. Or like if you see a conclusion, don't. It's very difficult to take people just for the conclusion. You need to take them for how they got to that conclusion.
0: Yeah. It's like don't don't the person is not the idea.
1: Yeah, and you can you can ace an MCQ by not studying, as I always say yeah okay fair doesn't enough. mean it's repeatable yeah you can just guess all the boxes but you know i can get an a and you can get an a and i studied and you didn't mm. and we get the same you could do better than me you know does that make sense yeah you can you could sometimes it's like the it's, theory test yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's that's exactly what it is um yeah
0: that's fair enough um on a completely different note do you remember how we met
1: do you remember how we met um yes well, I remember the first time I saw you. Really? Um, yes, yeah, I don't remember the first time I saw you. <laughs> oh, I do remember the first time I saw you. Um, <laughs> I'll never forget it, Mom's spaghetti. It was I think January or February of 2010, and we had our entrance exam to Temple College. Ah, you've yes. just brought you've unlocked a memory for me. Yeah, okay, you were sitting on. up the front, I think. This is correct. Yeah, yeah, up the front, yeah, and yeah. we were outside the study. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, I was sitting. Behind Jamie Devine, and I remember seeing this absolute specimen strolling Did you have a leather jacket on you or something? All I remember was this massive fucking curly fro coming. I like, took out
0: that leather jacket uh, the other day when it's clear my was, clean, was that it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Same Christ. one I had for my, uh, my camphal.
1: Well, anyways, Ryan's actually, you know, reverse age since then. So Ryan is thirteen at the time or twelve or probably. Think of thir- the main
0: guy in the Sopranos. Thirty-five. Imagine if he was twelve. That would be me.
1: Basically, but also look thirty-five. And I just see what you look like a fat old one called Bernie, from mine. Yeah. <laughs> accurate, Yeah, <laughs> <I laughs> <joke. laughs> yeah, joke. But um, yeah, no, I I do remember. That's the first time I saw you, and I was gone ever since. But I think the I do not I don't even remember our first. This is weird. Like obviously, most people probably don't. Well, they do. I'd say I don't remember our first conversation at all.
0: Yeah, meaning that I just it just feels like we just were friends. When we went to the school. I know that that isn't the case at all. But I know it just Did feels. We sit
1: beside each other in classes.
0: I feel like in english no we ice set.
1: episodes like we don't have to start of english at the very front uh, all right anyway uh that's fair no i get ke- religion religion was it well yeah jonesy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: so, say less say less Mate, i came across my my ipod classic and every time i managed to get like this charge into this ipod classic i just see the photos that killian ambrose took of miss jones
1: yeah yeah uh
0: sorry to hate you Killian, but
1: <laughs> it is what it is um boys will be boys yeah no no. anyway yeah but um no i I think we started becoming friends over basically playing call of duty yeah we were both little gamer kids and yeah sometime in first year whenever that was yeah basically interestingly it's
0: it's weird the way like i'm glad that we've stayed friends and like i was saying it to i think dara the other day that it's it's weird that our group like has has formed over the past while you know what I mean? Like we've come out on top as as such a weird collective. Like you would never thought the way we hung around in school that the group we have now would be the group that it is.
1: Yeah, and also particularly between myself and yourself, how we've actually grown to be more similar over yeah, time, yeah. which is crazy. Like who would have thought by like the age at this age, not only would we, you know, like like the same things, but also see the world the same way. Yeah, that doesn't really happen anymore. You see people drifting left, right, and center, or you see friends who are friends with each other, but they. They really do not have that level of understanding and, a, and an appreciation and gratitude towards their friends. Mm. It's like, I'm friends with you due to habituation and due to familiarity and due to close proximity. Yeah. I'm not friends with you due to a deep level of understanding, which is fucked. And I, I can say it openly that I think we're in some ways we're in a very small minority where we genuinely, and we say this all the time, it's yeah. almost like it, it supersedes friendship to something like fraternal yeah but um, it's it seems the marriage is next year mate yeah
0: facts, mate it's illegal now anyway so like it's i'm illegal in, or legal? it's legal i'm in it for the tax <laughs> benefits mate sorry you don't worry but it's it's weird how it ended up that way i think because i always wonder if like am, am i just talking in my arse like do people like is it just the case of people actually like some friend groups hate each other and now, i'm not saying that like that's the case for everyone but it's weird that our friend group is like quite close-knit and i know of bigger friend groups where like you have like you know like three people are in one chat and three people are in another chat and they have a big chat and it's like those three people don't like those three people sometime, and those other three people They're sects Yeah women, and I'm like, kind of a, I just feel like our group is very kind of it, like it flows together you know there's, yeah, not, well, there's not one part of it that's kind of like obviously because you and Jordan and uh, to an extent Dara are in like the same business and all that kind of stuff but what I mean is when it, when it comes together it's not like we're trying to out each other or we're on different levels it's like when, when we come together we're all just in it for each other and not to be like close to one person or close to another person it's just like we are who we are And I always wonder, is is that just the way everyone is? Or is it like a select few that are like that?
1: Yeah, I I also think, I, I do think it's a select few. Yeah. Because I've been friends with a lot of people. So I understand. <laughs> Mr. Popular over here. <laughs> that came out awfully, not it? Yeah. It was, I've been friends with a lot of people in my life, <laughs> but, actually. Unlike <laughs> you, little pathetic swine. Look at you. Mate, sorry, should I even get started? When, when we were in like second and third year, Ryan thought he was fucking crazy because he hung around with older people. I think it was when I got to fourth and 50 years. Like, sorry, can't go out the weekend. Have my college mates. Uh, they just were because grooming you, mate. Well, you were actually older, the old, eldest out of all of them, to be honest.
0: Just in looks. Yeah, I remember like strolling up to work when I was like 15, sorry, 16, 17 I used to be like, sorry, lads. I'm after coming from a bleeding music show with the Bim Boys.
1: you know yourselves i
0: after just going in there, would you mind just letting me in on an Australia pair? And, and they'd be like, uh, yeah, go on there, thanks. And was was like, Oh Sam. Yeah, you them. went
1: up and asked the bouncers Freddie. The poor fellas were just shitting their jocks seeing you yeah. come up. Mate, sorry, so you I'm, used to wear the trench coaches coats and all back then. I
0: still do. It's it's still a common thing. That's but yeah, you no, know, I used to I used to always rock those um, inspiration from Sherlock Holmes, of course. But um it was so weird Because I remember Talking my way into Like Their sixth year results night yeah. So when I was in Say Third year or fourth year uh-huh. I managed to talk my way Into Palace Or IP Palace um, For their results night And it was just so weird Because The owner I remember uh, One of the girls I was going in with In, in the friend group she was like, just say that you know such and such and Ryan is his son and they ask any questions that's all he had to say and it was like when you could get away with that like yeah. knowing your star sign type shite like you know what I mean and I was like, oh yeah, I'm actually at Libra 14th of October and then like gave him the year or whatever and I was like, listen, I know I know, L Joe's away on his boat there on holidays but his grandson Ryan actually rang me and he was like, listen, just say you know me and you'll get in no problem and like,
1: like, after enough wagon, That wouldn't even happen, actually, now, would it? No. Like, that was only a couple. That was maybe four or five years ago, dude. I remember our first nightclub adventure. We were about, uh, I think, just turned 16. I think you had just turned 16. I was 15. We went to Predeps. This is the, was it Mary's pre No. Was it? Santa Maria? Santa Maria. Yeah, That's yeah what okay, it was. Okay, okay. And we were, no joke, 15, 16. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just got into fourth year, I think. Yeah. And it was one of my first times even drinking. We went to God. Ryan's gaff and I was like, "Oh jeez, I've already drank." Yeah. Plus, uh, plus Ryan's family, do you want the Grey Goose vodka? What? I'll <laughs> drink anything, mate. Grey, yeah, whatever that goosey thing is, get it into me. Yeah, kill. Yeah, cool. I remember we got our pink, our, our pink. Uh, Lucas ate. Lucas yeah, Aid yeah, yeah. and This. I almost had a nagging a Grey Goose for my first drinking experience. On our way down to James was O'Connor's guy. Yeah, we went, and then we went down to his. Then we went down to um, we went down to behind Tesco there in Arnhem and lit up a little yeah. doob skin remember that oh yeah in the glasses in case in the glasses case and had a rolly oh, or two there and then we got on the bus and then obviously the bus was carnage but then we got down to the place in the nightclub which is weird enough for a pre-debs actually said hold on a second may I see some ID and we were like oh, 16 like, the fir- and this was
0: like down the country the first place we went was closed
1: yeah just the second place and obviously the stage were like all gone we arrive at play which is now tramline right fair enough yeah yeah and it, that's the same spot, yeah, yeah. On the lear Street. Fuck me. Straight in. Straight in. On yeah, a normal yeah. Thursday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we get downstairs. I mean, you were just looking at each other. Now, obviously, you looked about 45. And there's that's a picture. Of you. Yeah, there's a picture of us today. Looking yeah, absolutely off our faces. Yeah. And uh, we get down there. And no joke. It's just nightclub. We're 15, 16 in a fully fledged nightclub. No bounces. Don't give a fuck. And there's 45 year old women on the dance floor. It's Christ. just
0: crazy. Mate, this is like unlocked memories just coming back. I remember not like not that there's anything I, mad about, no, no, about no, that, but I remember looking the fact that we're fucking fifteen. Yeah, this is like the first time you're in this culture. Imagine being like a, a swan, right? Or like imagine being a duck, right? And someone just or throws a, goose, a, gray goose. a gray goose, and someone throws it in like to a fucking dog race. Yeah, and you're like, go for it, run, and you're like, what the fuck is this? And that's what we were—we were just like headless chickens walking around like the Greyhound track. Where does what just go was up on. and buy alcohol? Yeah, we're just
1: like what three jaeger bombs for ten euro? That sounds good, doesn't it? I mean, like, Our well, little help. wallets were kind of crying, to be fair. Yeah, but like at the same, like drinks expensive, huh? But we're glad we we're lightweights. Yeah, I think we, it was me, you, and Jamie. I think we got like just around each of ager bombs, so yeah. three in total, like. And we were pretty much fucking gone. But it's so weird just going up and buying alcohol at the yeah. age of like fifteen. And that's so weird because in the states it's twenty one. So like. Yeah There's just a the discrepancy there But yeah we went And then we uh, Fuck I don't think I went To a nightclub again Probably until <laughs> Until was, uh, about like You know Earlier this year and, Yeah uh, It was just so scared. <laughs> but um,
0: Yeah that's so weird Because we, we actually did A lot of growing up together When you think about it I'm not saying like Just because like, we were friends or Yeah know, we also now. grew
1: apart as well I remember there's a few years Where we didn't really chat too much I, I don't even in, know I don't even know what over it, To be honest
0: Yeah I think it was just I don't know, Running different circles Like Yeah Probably women Probably women Probably women um, they do. They tend to play a part in life.
1: <laughs> Funny <the> enough, <laughs> love them and all, but yeah.
0: But then to be fair, like we we had breaks of breakup breakups up, break at the same time, so we went on our six year holiday, uh, in that kind of zone. Yeah, with me listening to somebody else by the 1975 on the porch,
1: and then you, you just, with that that song and your fucking. You're, I just remember your head so vividly. It's as if your head swell like just for that whole holiday it was just swell. It's if your blood, you just, you just got so much rage, you squeeze your blood and all your blood vessels just went pop straight up to the cranium. Your cranium. It does look like a
0: fat mallet, like in those pictures from. It from does, man.
1: It, those watermelons oh look like yeah, like they're straight dwarf to the brain, straight to the brain. Compared to that mallet ears, and you just uh, you had your hair tied up on the. Bone I think every that's day. what
0: made it. To be fair, it was either that or the waterway from the watermelon, just like all just in my head. Genuinely. So what? I heard you <laughs> fat, and it just like explodes,
1: oh, but it was, um. No, it was a good time and then obviously we had a few more holidays after that. Yeah. Um, but no, I think I think as soon as we went into college we just kind of like got as close as you we could are be, now. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't think
0: it's ever changed since then. How did you find like dropping out of college from physiotherapy? Because obviously like that's not an easy course to get into and you were just like no, nah, not for me.
1: Well, no, I'm being real with everything I say. I, I, like it's I don't I don't think it's difficult. I don't think like in any ways like I genuinely not in like a pretentious way. I don't think that leaving cert is difficult. I don't right. think it can be for some people. Yeah. But I just, I think if you play the system, like I'm basically teaching my brother now how to play the system. That's right. all I do. I always, I don't work. I don't work hard. I work smart. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm very lazy. Mm-hmm. I'm very lazy, but I'll always find the best ROI positive way of doing something. Or the most right. ROI positive way of doing something. Yeah. Everything in my head is a cost benefit analysis. Even doing this podcast. Genuinely. Like, and you're like oh yeah that's nice because it was, was worth as well <laughs>
0: <like, I> <laughs> no no i'm just saying like oh he had nothing better to do so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, basically no i joke but in all seriousness that's how i approach everything so yeah. the course itself there's nothing inherently the, the, the reason i left was because things started taking off with the business we got to a stage with the with the following on top gym tips and well actually a, a physiotrician you know is that maybe forty thousand on physiotrician 50 sixty thousand with top gym tips and I was like, there's a lot of people here. I need to find a way to to monetize this. I'm sitting on a gold mine in some ways. I just don't know how to tap into it at all. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, that started my my year off. I was like, fuck, I'm going to become a personal trainer, get all, everything I need, move online, and start coaching people. And then that kind of happened. And what I realized was that the course isn't for me. I don't want to be a physio. I don't want to work for the public or even private um sector, even if I'm running my own business, because I actually don't want to be a practicing physio. I don't see the the merit in the way in which it's taught. Mm-hmm doesn't mean it's it's bad it just means i don't personally see it from where i wanted to go with things so then i was like fuck i got to the stage where my student advisor brought me back in and she's like what do you think i was like yeah I, i'm just gonna defer I oh actually i already deferred i'm just gonna drop i'm just yeah. gonna leave it because i remember having a conversation
0: with you when you went in the first time you're like oh, i'll leave it for a year and see how it goes and because it I, and I was
1: deadpan i was like doing 99 returning yeah but in that year i learned i learned more about I think life and people than I had in the past, in the prior twenty years or nineteen years before that. Yeah, it was because dealing with people every day and learning how to make your own and craft your own income, and dealing with people in a conversation where you really need to understand someone, you need, you need to get to someone's pain points, and almost in some ways, I consider my job to be in many ways a mixture between the, uh, you know, I think for the most part, what I am is is a mediator, or a therapist for a lot of people. And then I basically bring their pain to the, to the forefront and then I, I'm a problem solver and mm-hmm. here's the solution. And that's what people come on board, with, no matter what we do. And I think that every entrepreneur kind of relates to that. So I learned a lot and I had to grow up very quickly um, because I was now reliant on myself and I couldn't go back. You know, I could go back, obviously, but like in my own head, I'm very steadfast. I couldn't go back. Yeah. So for me, I was like, no, oh, this has to work. So then thankfully everything went well and it wasn't really probably until... Until this year when I took the leap and invested in my own business coach where I started to really understand business. Yeah. To like a really like high level to the point of I get it now. I don't think I'll, I think and I'm trying to instill this in my brother which is like a really nice social experiment I'm running. And he's come on tremendously. He's been doing bits for us the past few few months and you know him growing growing, yeah. growing up. He's not someone who'd necessarily think but this is my whole conversation where his paradigm was all against everything I've ever said. Yeah. But slowly through planting seeds and I think the best way to do something is to, in- I think the best way to change someone from being real, what I've found personal successful, well, anecdotally, is to inspire change in others. Yeah, Be so far away from where they are that they want to be where you are. They ought to get jealous and resent themselves, but that can only last for so long. What are the five stages of grief? We get to the last one, what is it? It's, it's acceptance. And that's, geez, that's that's like a bold statement to say, but I genuinely think the best way to change others around you is to change yourself and get so far ahead of where they are that people just have to catch up or fall off. there'll be more people to fall in and and fill in those gaps so now with him we're just kind of teaching them the high income skills which are for the most part public speaking closing and and copywriting yeah if you learn those skills you can provide any value to any business or start your own business at any given time doing something so they're recession proof there's never a time and i always thought the one problem i need to solve is how do i get more money into other people's pockets if you don't know how to what to do for yourself the one problem to solve is how do i get more money into other people's pockets if you do that any business will hire you so what Any business will hire
0: you when you said that you need those things you need public speaking you need copy you need sales there no yeah so
1: closing closing copywriting and kind of, yeah closing copywriting public speaking right P- public speaking and closing are similar yeah but closing is one-on-one and closing is getting someone to take action in that moment so if, for instance let's say we have a sales call or we have a call and it gets to a point or we're talking in person I'll think about about that and you buy later on that that isn't closing that's a sale yeah closing is I'm getting you to take action in a, in a given moment. Mm-hmm. Copywriting is is advertising. It's it's, it's writing. It's it's sales through words. Public speaking does what it says on the tin. Yeah. So there's, there's three skills that any business can use because at that stage you're an a, an active sales or salesperson or marketer for any business or your own.
0: What do you think someone's step one is into like if someone wants to learn all of those things? Because like obviously they're really marketable skill skills and traits. To of course.
1: Help. Yeah. Any business any business anywhere could do with that. But what I, do you think I, like I the, that,
0: if if I'm looking to start my own business or if I'm like a kid and I'm like be great to be in, in investing and start my own business selling uh, fidget spin-offs like <laughs> like or like if you're like a top-down drug dealer how do you market like what what's the step one into starting your own business
1: the easiest skill to learn is is closing yeah the second easiest is i think public speaking and third or most difficult by that logic is, is copywriting yeah you don't need to be good at english to, to write good copy that's fair but you need to practice it the most out of all of them well a, a few people are like, a lot of people you know are natural closers yeah people who you th- say i've gifted a gab they can be made brilliant closers it doesn't necessarily mean they're good closers people who are naturally funny can be awesome closers but it doesn't mean they're not they're, they're going to be them yeah you train them where i'd start i mean tangibly if it goes to because i have resources for all these closing if again i'll just push the resources to books would be the way of the wolf jordan belford obviously mm-hmm. and i'm really big on giving people perspective it would be chris voss never split the difference and the reason i say those two books if you get them on audiobooks or even listen to anything they say is because they're the complete opposite of each other but they tackle things in the same way They're dichotomous one is way more calculated and, and, and almost reserved and the other is kind of more aggressive and the reason they do that is it becomes obvious when you learn about the characters and that jordan belford is, is, is a wall street closer whereas voss was a hostage negotiator and why, why their approaches had to be more aggressive and, and offensive yeah. versus defensive.
0: One has to be like, buy this now. And one has to be, don't jump.
1: Of course. Yeah. Because if you, if you know both perspectives, you know how to handle anyone in any conversation. Mm. So that's the biggest skill. That comes down to NLP, which is neurolinguistic linguistic programming or mm-hmm. any form of neurolinguistics, Any form of being able to understand people and move them towards an outcome. That's closing. 101. And that in and of itself will not just carry over to your business but every single interaction you ever get into your life mm-hmm. i think you're your own salesman and you're a, or, or woman or person whatever the fuck um or marketer so you should be able to sell yourself yeah. as, as good as possible like technically like if i want to get into it, like what i'm doing now is selling myself in many ways so i was like fuck i need to inspire that in someone else i need to give that feeling and that emotion i need to transfer that say to somebody else how do i do that well i need to get into it myself a and then b to be able to transfer it i need to i guess evoke it in it with a certain level of certainty but the second thing when it comes to marketing well or let's go copywriting I'd say with copywriting specifically i think a lovely place to start is the, the boron letters by uh, gary halbert um quick synopsis essentially he was one of the best kind of direct marketers or um I guess, yeah, one of the best direct marketers or copywriters of the 50s, 60s. I could be wrong with, with, the, with the years on this, hmm. but he was taken to, to prison due to fraud. He was actually too good at what he did. <laughs> and he basically, he scammed a lot of people with a lot of money, but he, he started, when he was in jail, he started writing letters to his son yeah, and basically wrote out his whole system to his son and said look this is it this is what you gotta do and it, they're kind of almost like drag and drop templates now it's a really fascinating kind of thing they're, they're prison letters Unreal. and it goes through all the copy then also like a simple one could be like the ultimate sales letter by Dan Kennedy or um, The Invisible Selling Machine by Ryan Deutsch. that's more so uh, email marketing yeah. and then when it comes to public speaking public speaking is still the one that like it's the one that it's my biggest fear hmm. the biggest irrational fear or illogical I won't call it irrational it's illogical because it isn't processed in your prefrontal cortex it's more kind of amygdala for me that was always it i don't really have an issue with it. i've done it a couple of times i do it often but i've only done it like twice in front of a, a, a big group to try and sell they've both gone well but for me that comes down to i think first learning a lot of closing yeah and then just getting a lot of certainty and confidence in what you say but i do think like just watching people who are awesome at it like dan pena is awesome jason <laughs> capital awesome that's fair. jason capital is probably my favorite but yeah that's a big spiel their resources but no, that's that's
0: that's a, kind of what I want because if I'm someone that's, that's like I don't know listen to this or if, if you're like a lot of people not a lot of people me personally obviously this is where I'm coming from I'm asking the question so it's like kind of my curiosity coming yeah. into it it's like I'm very okay this is great but I need a tangible step you know what I mean course. but a lot of the time you don't often have that especially yeah. when especially like in, when you're in a business like yours it's like okay the next step isn't always clear but
1: I'm going to drive towards it anyway and hope that I shoot in the right direction yeah that's I think all you need to know is where you're going like there's, there's so many of these idioms and adages and sayings in business, but one of them is when you have clarity of vision, you have clarity of path.
0: Yeah, 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 fair.
1: And all you need to know are those two things. All you need to know is point A and point B. How you get there, that's the uncertainty of business. Like right. I could talk about business all day because I'm a business coach and that's what I really want to do is help people kind of get online and or do in-person business, whatever it is, because these skills are applicable anywhere now. Yeah. Realistically, it's a kind of a consulting role where I can jump in anywhere. Um, But I do think one of the things is they're the skills you can learn to improve but ultimately business for me and business for most people we work at is the vessel just to be the most themselves yeah i think that's i don't like i don't i I look you can give your input on this Hmm. maybe maybe i'm wrong on this i don't change too much me as a business person is me as danny is me as you know me as a son me as a fucking boyfriend yeah yeah, yeah. you know i'm looking at my professionalism is set by me like and you're both to me but, but even on stage when I pitched that time I called myself a pedo in front yeah. of a group of business professionals yeah. because that's just you know how I am and luckily with business you get to be able to, to do that you know
0: I think in, in
1: this especially
0: and uh, when I said you're both to me I meant a son uh, and a boyfriend <laughs> but uh, in this uh, what I'm trying to do is obviously like it's it's not I don't have any visions, grand visions about being a business or being whatever, but it's just trying to be more me, you Mm. know, Uh, I'm kind of fortunate that I don't like there's not a lot riding on me being me at the minute. So I can just I can afford to be myself, Mm. you know, and um, obviously I think you hope hopefully you're reciprocating this, but you inspire me to be more me, you know, Uh, that's something I think I gleaned from you quite a bit. But when you're saying like, oh, I mean, as a business person, I mean, this, I can see the differences in you and I can hear the difference in when you talk.
1: Yeah, that's true. They are yeah. there. They are yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. But I, I do think, and that's one of the things I'm just like, I'm still young in but, this game. One yeah, of the but I
0: know you have to like,
1: like you yeah. can't be both. like You have to consolidate somewhere. Of course. Yeah. But right. yeah. well, I do think alignment, this is the most aligned I've been. Yes. If I, I, I if ask I agree most people, that, yeah, how yeah. are you in work versus at home? They'll say, you know, well, I have to operate within certain boundaries. Mm. So like, again, like you can't have these conversations and work really can you to a certain extent
0: to a certain extent i can it depends who i'm talking to again yeah, I, I think people who are around me the most would say that i'm quite similar
1: yeah yeah no, which i agree with I, I don't think you personally are i think a lot of people can be though where there's yeah. such misalignment i do think though also anyone can can run a successful business i think the goal is the only thing you need to be good at is finding people who are better than you at doing things as i said the orchestrator that's all you need to be the orchestrator
0: Show me your friends and I'll
1: show you your future. That's, yeah. but that's, that's my Nana says that, like, you know? Forget that, yeah. Peña. But
0: you know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's... I sp- It is true, though. Because you are the average of the five people you spend most time with. And I think you should aim to have those people, be they in real life or online, you should have those people in your ears all the time because they're going to be in the ones that push you in the direction that you want to be in. Like, you have to see someone who is where you want to be and then just hammer hard on what they're doing.
1: Yeah, and I gen Like, as cliche as... And how many times you've probably heard this, but if you look around and you're not inspired by you know who you look around but like when you look around who you see what what are you what are you doing in many ways yeah you're just leading it leading a dead pack as i always say to myself now i'd rather be a very small fish in a big pond than be a big fish in a small pond yeah it doesn't offer anything there's no room for growth you're yeah. already maxed out and then i think that just kind of plays into form of ego which is oh well i'm the top here and the top top dog here you know in any sphere because we always do think about this psychologically it's it's like. You know, you have you have even tribals You have small clans, and you have the leader of them clans who are the alpha of those mm. clans. But if you brought all the clans together, you get the most alpha. Yeah. And there gets to a point where you, I think there are a lot of people who feel like they're almost so detached from their from their friend group. Yeah. And want to break away. At that point, you sh- you shouldn't not break away, but you should definitely try and surround yourself with people who are way ahead of you, like, yeah, way ahead of you. If you're not having conversations with people that make you go fuck. I know nothing. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think, depending on what you want to do, obviously, I think, uh, yeah, you're missing out on a lot of opportunity for growth.
0: Yeah. and so that's why I'm surprised I'm such a retard and here I am with you, you know what I mean? Well, I'm, like, I mean,
1: I'm a, I'm a retard. I'm the biggest retard I know, probably. <laughs> well, <laughs> well.
0: <laughs> but, you know, no, I genuinely mean that. I mean, obviously, I look at what you do and, you know, I've, I've had the privilege of being privy to the process. And it, it constantly inspires me in terms of what you're doing and everything else. And it's not even just in business, shall we say, or it's just to be more me and be comfortable with that,
1: which is fucking awesome. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. I mean, and
0: yeah. um, I, what are you doing now? Cause this is a new project that I have very little information on it is the conscious business club.
1: Yes, it is. Talk to me
0: about this. What is it?
1: Well, I mean, the, the big thing for me now is I, above all else, and you. these are idioms that get thrown around. It's is another one, but I, there's some truth to these things. There's actually a lot of truth to these things. One of them is I'm a firm believer in abundance. And I wholeheartedly believe that, thankfully, I, I'm in some ways really grateful to be in the position I, I'm in and that I now have, I think, enough of a skill set to be able to, to teach people A certain skill set. So myself and and Kieran, my good friend, Mr. Fox, decided to do is come together. And we already have a mastermind, essentially a group coaching service where we help people start their online businesses, which we basically help them in niche. For the most part, they're all coaches. So far, they're all coaches. They're coaches, whether it be health coaches, nutritional coaches, fitness coaches, mindset coaches, whatever it is, they're all coaches at the moment. Yeah. But we then came together and we said, look, we'll add to this one more step. And we've decided to rebrand essentially and now have this six pillar approach and which I think you'll love you haven't you haven't seen it yet. We actually haven't really shown anyone yet. Just myself and Kieran, Ooh. we've done loads of work. I'll show you after this. Yeah, yeah, fair. Where we basically build a six pillar system and routine for every single part of self to approach every area of life. Right. So now we have a almost set rule system or principle to attack life. in a very weirdly nuanced and crazy wide perspective way, which is I'm only saying this to you, I'm not saying this to people listening. But that that's kind of the approach but if to people listening what we're essentially trying to do is we're trying to give people a skill set that's not only recession proof it's life proof so we're trying to build people who grow from their trauma as opposed to get crushed by their trauma and we bring trauma into a lot because i think trauma and it's funny because it's funny yesterday i was listening to, to peterson talk to wim hoff and one of the things he talked about was ancestral trauma and that's one of the things we touched on which is within you, you have hundreds of years of suppressed genetic expression from your ancestors. Right. And that's there and you feel that. But we have no tangible way of, of dealing with that now.
0: What kind of trauma would you bring out though? Like if I, if I was to sign up and say, hey Danny, I'm, I'm looking to be a conscious businessman. What, what trauma do I, like what do I have to go through? <laughs> like what, what's, my, what's my, how much pain? Nothing. Okay, nothing.
1: Cool. Um, no new trauma. I think for the most part, anyone who's ready to make a change their why for doing so is almost to re- it's I reverse engineer there when you reverse engineer someone's why you find their trauma or if you project someone's trauma you find their why because that is the thing that's given them the most reason for in many ways survival and you can't take away that primal urge from someone
0: and how do you how do you pinpoint that trauma how do you how do you bring these out of people
1: so uh, normally true conversation but for the most part it's what we do is we're, we're framing everything from a business perspective, right? So the way in which, what we want to do is essentially like on a, on a tangible surface, what we're trying to do is help people get to a position where they can make become financially free online through whatever business, whether it be products. Like I've, I've a lot of knowledge in all these spheres, whether it be products, whether it be whatever business idea they have, whether it be coaching, whether it be consulting, whether it be graphic design, whatever it may be, marketing sales, whatever it is. But what we're trying to do is create a vessel for someone to become the best version of themselves through business the way in which you do that, as you said, is to touch on the trauma, the way that specifically happens is normally quite, quite uh, evident. How we tangibly break down over a course of, of, of a number of weeks is normally just starting off, seeing where someone wants to go. And it's in the, in the first in any for, almost sales call I will have with someone, it's seeing where they want to go, but more importantly, why do, why do they want to go there and seeing if I, if, I mean, this comes down to perception and my intuition as well, if we really feel like that's where someone wants to go, or making sure someone knows that's where they want to go.
0: So say, say I'm like in the call with you. This is like my first call, and I'm like, "Hey, Danny, I'm looking to sell my, I don't know, uh, stoic life advice to people. What, 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 what's like the next step?
1: Well, it, it depends where we're at in the call. But the first thing I kind of frame out at that point. So you, what you want to do is you, you, you're telling me you want to sell your stoic life advice. Or like, say
0: people. I want to become a coach to teach people how to implement stoicism in their life for something arbitrary like that.
1: What would that look like? What would you be doing with people?
0: Just like quite like you're doing with this like just have calls with people create like a network and have people support each other while also giving them advice books whatever the case is i'm just using i'm just trying to get like an idea of how this is going to work awesome
1: and normally what i find and like i found out even straight away in yourself is what i do is i go straight to marketing this is how we find it out we go to marketing right what we find is marketing will tell you your ICA which is your ideal client avatar and what i can say straight away and i'll bring you back to how i got there Show is the person you want to coach is a younger version of you or a past version of yourself this is true it, it always is. Yeah, it, it's always the case. The eatable complex, and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it always is though. Yeah, because you're like, I've overcome this. I have personal experience with this. I can help someone with this. Right. Okay. Okay. Does that yeah. Make sense? I, yeah. I see where we come. I have a lot of attachment to this. So now what you find is that's your trauma. Yeah. That's not necessarily your most trauma. That's part of your trauma.
0: Right. Okay. Okay. I'm on the I'm on the page. Yeah. And
1: then what we do is okay, awesome. Well, that, that makes a lot of sense. And that's where someone restarts their business. It's trying to help the first person the of themselves, mm. or they to end the business there. Right. It's never okay. in between. Okay. So normally you might start off and then you realize, oh, maybe I don't, I don't have the 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 experience yet, or maybe I just need to get more experience elsewhere. So even with coaching i want to you know eventually help people who are skinny get more skinny <laughs> um but you know it's like well no but you're helping the younger version of me yeah, but the business is more so elsewhere but then eventually when i'm in a position where now i have all the funds available to me i can just focus and throw capital into something that will help me do that thing right of course of course yeah. that makes sense so yeah. normally yeah that, that's kind of how i do it it's, it's the marketing con- conversation which is you normally want to help someone who's younger version of yourself you have no interest in i can say for the most part um help well not you've no interest but your primary focus right now isn't on helping people in their 70s would you say that's fair it would be someone similar to it doesn't mean it is the same but it's someone who you can resonate with who normally have the same pain points because you have all the experience and all of the the tools to be able to deal with that problem yeah so that's kind of where we start and then obviously everything else is is on is when it's not in any way any form of therapy or anything like that it's just showing how it's almost showing someone yeah that's your motivation that, yeah they, that's your motivating factor of course it makes sense that's where you want to go and that's and this is how we help you get, get get there in many ways And that's kind of what we do
0: yeah that makes sense so no i see where you're coming from that that makes a ton of sense and then in in that conscious business club it's it's just
1: what like yeah so tangibly what we do is basically we have a group and we i, mean, I love all the, i love kind of making things ritualistic and so whoa that's, that's a weird, weird word but what i mean by ritualistic is uh by definition we love rituals as humans yeah we love rituals i love traditions yeah we all do we all love these mannerisms and if you can do mannerisms as a group it adds more it adds more of a feel to it it's like why for instance like apple users you feel like you're part of a tribe if you have an iphone you know you want to belong to something so if you can belong to something behind a belief system religion is formed Mm -hmm. and now you have this crazy thing that people dedicate their lives to
0: it's called christmas
1: (laughs) also true yeah so what i want to have is eventually when someone we, we're making it a service that eventually you can graduate from and by the way it's not like we're these almighty people at the top it's like no it's it's very much like we're learning as well
0: yeah like people who are learning can teach people who are learning just you yeah. yeah, have exactly, to set different stages exactly
1: and we have our own coaches and yeah. we want people to become coaches and also even coach us yeah but we're trying to bring bring we're basically trying to build a collective conversation we want eventually when people graduate to get rings so that's kind of part of it as well as obviously we have like a a bible we're putting together like that you were naming these things for a reason right building a cult basically um but one of the things we want to do is agree you're just
0: in this for the religious tax exclusion
1: (laughs) and the covid uh, exemption (laughs) i'll go to my gaff um talk business yeah but we want to where was i I was saying the ring uh the bible yes and you wanna build a Yeah, so what we do is we have conversations weekly, yeah. With with the group, twice a week normally, three times a week, sometimes where on a Tuesday and a Sunday let's call it that's not what we normally do. The Tuesday is a, is a is a teaching session where we get someone in. So for instance, two weeks ago we had a, a Wim Hof instructor. Dude who came in and did a 45 minute live session. Then oh, by really? The way, by, the, a group. by the way, that normally costs hundreds yeah. to get, get him for, for that long. Like, you know, maybe five, $600. Mm. We get all these people in because of what I'm really good at, I found is also networking mm-hmm. and getting people that shouldn't be in the conversation with, in the conversations. So then we got people I know as well, like, like Sean, like Sean McGarrity, to come in and give a, a business talk. And, you know, and the fellas done over seven figures in sales. Yeah well it seven figures most years in sales he's probably done close to as i said before the head of the department over a nine-year period at honda that did 24 uh, sorry 250 million pounds quarter billion pounds in sales in in, in uh in their marketing team and sales in, in honda europe up north he was he was there yeah and he ended up selling his dealership for four and a half million so that was the biggest sale he was involved tri- in so a lot of people experience you know simon gwillam one of the uk's leading mindset coaches we've got all these people in to basically you know Facilitate these conversations And then Or myself and care might teach Yeah And then on a Sunday We have a mastermind call Which is a group call Where we get together As As, as People who want to learn And Just talk about Where we're at Where we want to go And, and go from there So it's basically Like look You know look I'm alone but For a lot of people They feel like they're Solopreneurs Which is I'm alone in this journey When I Join a group of people who are going in the same direction. It's the same motto why why, why all these things work, like CrossFit, why it works. Community is fucking everything. Yeah. Why white Watchers works. Why all these things work because community is everything. So we're just looking to build a community of people who want to have a no judgment. We don't give a fuck at all, completely, and we say things which is are just completely. We don't care about anything. There's no for us. It's just you can be who you can be you there's there's no judgment at all because i'm one who myself in a group is always in the corner shy and anxious whereas what i'm trying to do with this group is bring everyone who would be me because i know how to deal with that person better to, to the forefront and we're having great success like we had a tangibly a couple of people now that have left their jobs or are leaving their jobs who were in their early 30s right and they've been working in corporate their whole life and going to a position now where you know, one of the dudes is like it's, i'm so happy for him he's leaving he's never making more online than he is in his job right. already before he's planning on leaving yeah and he's leaving in he's leaving in february he's been in that company for seven years since he left uni christ yeah so and he has a master's
0: this is like your trauma coming out and you like you're trying to help you when you started just being like listen i, I know where you're at and i know what the other side is like so come with me and we'll make yeah, it well make it a lot of it way.
1: for me is, is i've oh i felt lonely my whole life Hmm. like a lot of my trauma is feeling lonely and feeling alienated even from, from a from young like for a young age i felt a strict like severe disconnect to, to to my parents and they're normally the people that you kind of reside in yeah like i felt a strong disconnect my whole life particularly at, like you know at, at a linguistic level to my parents there's understanding of 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 as i said before um like even with friends of of just due to proximity and due to familiarity but there's a complete misunderstanding so i've had to parent myself in many ways Hmm. i think so anyways now i could be wrong then i could be like no well they're all the lessons they parented have actually shown true in me i just don't think that's the case i think i've had to actually in some ways and he might agree if he's here repairing my little brother Hmm. and teaching hey the way you're talking but i can see that in ricky like because what's been what's happened essentially to me is i was told as a kid to not do x not do x not do x not X, not not do this not do this and to limit everything i did now i've just learned to flip the narrative and everything i want to do in people is when they've been told to limit themselves in any way to completely help shift their paradigm towards opening up their horizons and not limiting as i said i think i put down my mission statement before the one thing i want to do is release people from the the chains in which they shackle themselves with their own words which is their own limiting self-belief i can't do simply that's kind of my trauma that's kind of where it comes out for me so to be able to do that and help people who are even up into their 40s already which is awesome yeah you know it's cool i
0: think there's a lot a lot of what you said makes a lot of sense obviously and i think it's a phenomenal idea something that i think a lot of people do and um i'll I'll make this point and then i have one more question for you because i'm curious about this last one but something that i think people do and me when it was put to me like this i was reading this book um I think the reason I found out about it was cuz uh Mr. Kieran Fox posted about it it was uh, Jim's Quick book, or Jim Quick's book. Mhm. Um
1: what's it called? Do you know what it's called?
0: Uh which one? Uh fair the the most recent one something about marketing. <laughs> no, no no, Jim Quick is like a he's like a memory guy a mind specialist
1: <laughs> Yeah, he does he does marketing sales. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: stuff like that. But it's spelled K, uh, K-W-I-K. K, yeah. And um a big thing with me was I was always insecure about my intelligence and stuff. Like you said, I'll even say it was easy. It wasn't easy for me because yeah. I never really learned how to learn until mm. I'd say about my second year in college. And when I was reading through his book, there was something that stood out to me. It, it, and like, you know, you know, when you read books, it's not, you're not going to remember all of it, but there's certain things like certain key points that you're just happy Golden that nuggets. you yeah, yeah. You're happy that you've delved in for, and then you pick these out Um, whatever about the rest of the book is just like certain things.
1: That's the joy of reading by
0: the way. Yeah. It was like this, this whole idea of framing that, you know, that voice in your head and I get this a lot. And this is something that I really wanted to talk about. Uh, when I have an idea to do something or when I want to put myself out there be it with the exam stoic or with the podcast or with myself whenever I want to put myself out there I have like an instant burst it's like yeah yeah great idea and then about two seconds later I'll have this inner voice that's also me that's just like should you really do that though I mean like what are people going to say like you know like is that really the way forward Is not really what you should do like like, hey, like, wh- where are you going with this you know and like that's the same me that had the idea and I just the way that I came across it in this book. It's that, that it was a, um, what is it? A limited idea entertained. So it's like we have two selves, and this isn't like a like a an unheard of theory. It's like mm-hmm. you have yourself and you have your ego, and there's like the two personalities within you. So it's like it's still you, but it's a version of you that wants to stay in the safe place, mm-hmm. you know. And I have that version of me that's in my head saying like, no, no, just stay here, just just follow this path. Just come on, come on. Shh. Don't 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 let people listen to you. Come on. And I'm just so, I'm so torn by it. And I realize that it's, it's, it is it's this limited idea that I keep hearing about myself and I'm just beating myself down going like, no, 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 you're not good enough for this. Like, who's going to listen to you? Why, why would you put yourself out there? And a lot of the time, it's hard to kind of flip that narrative, like you say, like you're trying to flip the script on yourself and say, no, no, listen, just let me follow it through. And one of the ways that I found really helpful in dealing with that is to give that kind of personality its own, its own characteristics, right? So it's like, it's the fattest version of me. It's the laziest version of me. It's the version of me that I hate the most. I'm like, why the fuck would I listen to you? Mm-hmm. It's like, you don't know anything, man. You know? And I just find it. How, how, do, you, how do you, do you have that voice? Do you, do you do you, have, do you
1: have this in you? i think well, we all do and I, i'm glad yeah. you i'm glad you brought up the example of ego and, and another self or whatever self you want to call it yeah. because that's the exact same way i describe it and quite like yourself i have my own way of, of dealing with it and my way of dealing with it is is towards because i think like there we have there we have our primal motivating factors 20 away and towards right there is you're moving away from that past pain of you know whatever you may felt towards another version of yourself the laziest version of yourself mm. or the version you don't like about yourself for me, I always deal through things through stupidity and humor, or, or folly. Right. So for me, it, like the the two voices in my head, like I give them accents or I yeah. give them uh, the same thing characteristics, except I don't downplay the bad one. I think the bad one is the more logical one, but I don't I think he, what he wants is it, I follow my ego is is the safe life, is the control. Yeah. Whereas I give the crazy one, which is the one who wants to do things, more of an emphasis. So in my head, it's Borat. That's right. how I deal with it. So it's right. like, we make podcasts, we make podcasts, <laughs> blah, blah blah. And then were wow, like, "No, why would you wow. do that? Why not? Why you not make podcasts?" Yeah. And then I just kind of blah, blah blah until the other one gets fed up. Because mm. I think we all have we we all do have an inner inner um dialogue. Yeah. And I think the way to play it out is, and, and also it's it's ext- it's I think for me it's extremity. I think the way in which you make the thing that seems crazy normal is to make do something crazier or try and go crazier. Right. Because I think like all you can do is expand your horizons in many ways and i think for me one of the ways was like oh i'm afraid of doing this to someone well why not do something else that's crazier intentionally and then that thing won't seem as bad yeah. or go to the worst case scenario what's the worst case scenario why don't they, that this is where it becomes difficult why don't they do that right now for myself it was my parents are quite conservative when it comes to drugs it was openly showing my mother a picture of me off my tits and showing her drugs like straight away, like just like here, like here, like here are my drugs. Yeah, and this is a picture of me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> on on drugs. It's the worst case scenario. It's only it can only it can only get better from here. It can only get better from here. I'm not saying by the way this is the way you should think. Yeah, it's just the way I think. No, it, I I did. It can this. only get better from here.
0: After you told me that, I did the same thing. Not like show me a picture or anything, but I was like, listen, let me just tell you real quick what's going on. Do you know The way, and I, I used to li- like I, I used this li- this line so much that I was like to myself like No, nah, no. Nah, I was like I don't even drink like there was a point in my life where like I didn't drink dairy like or have any dairy I was like ma'am I don't even drink milk why would I ingest cocaine yeah. or ketam- ketamine like what because is- it's fucking awesome yeah and I was like and then it came to a point where I was like ma'am dad listen let me just sit down for a sec I just have to tell you something really quick I've done all
1: these things <laughs> yeah. I, I've done a lot of things and what you'll find out is they'll be like you know what I've done a few of them things too <laughs> yeah, <it> was, <laughs> funnily enough
0: but like I was just kind of sitting there and I was like that, like it's it's like ripping a band-aid off do you know what i mean it's awesome and it's just like you own every aspect of yourself when you do that you know what i mean so you can't like you're not lying to yourself you're not lying to anyone it's just like you're you're totally you and there's n- you feel no bad energy towards yourself when you do that like regardless of whatever you think it was the right thing to do in your life or not regardless whether you're happy with what you've done in the past or not it's like this is entirely you and there's nothing that you can lose by owning like like, there's nothing you can lose by consolidating your past you as far away removed as you may feel from that person there's nothing better than consolidating that with who you are now because that's that's the way to maturity i think i heard um say that like like in a jungian sense you have to um what is it you have to reincorporate what you lost as a child Mm -hmm. into who you are now to to get to a stage of maturity yeah i think that's that's ultimately what i'm trying to do with this is trying to like obviously talk a bit more about myself about you because obviously you're a big part of my childhood too and uh, my current life but um yeah there's a lot of that that i feel like i had to do and i feel like n- i'm always working towards that but i feel like now i'm i'm there more than ever if that makes sense
1: yeah no i i completely agree even from my perspective as as your friend and like i know that to be like just seeing seeing like look almost looking in the window i know that to be true um i yeah i i love the conversation because i do think it's one that a lot of people struggle with yeah and i i i, I think also i come back to this with a lot of people and i don't mean this in any way i just think we, there's this term of doing the work. Yeah. That means doing the inner work and doing the healing and living with your trauma. I think most people think they're living with their trauma. And this is a this is a harsh statement, I think, but I, I, I have no Ill, Ill intention by it. I think a lot of people think they're living their trauma uh, or they're living through their trauma, but all they're doing is reliving their trauma, if that makes sense. Yeah, okay. The way in which I described that would be... See, it, it is difficult to, to verbalize, but I think the way in which one ultimately it is with their trauma is to make peace with their trauma whatever that may be because if i said the word trauma to you right now you might think well i don't necessarily have any traumatic incidences but everyone has trauma because trauma is perspective yeah it's completely relative to you or me i think
0: it helps to write stuff down in in this kind of sense like when you come to like you have to actually maybe
1: yeah i think the first step is bringing awareness to the fact that you have trauma yeah which it's is like, a good thing
0: yeah yeah, no, you have to recount all of, like your life and walk through it and be like okay well what was this and it's something something that might seem insignificant or like an insignificant experience is actually something that shaped you for who you are and how you see the world
1: yeah who am i and why am i the way i am because if if you think about it the person you are today is an exact product of the equation of every single day you've ever lived yeah every single day so if you think of yourself like a, a of a graph and there's a it's an x component like to take a quadratic equation an x and a y component your y is today and your x is everything you've you've lived before than every single day so to just kind of forgo the past is crazy mm. but to be stuck to stuck in it also is crazy it's kind of a fine line i think but for the most part it's interesting trying to be a coach and just trying to help people take action and kind of overcome their self-limiting beliefs like there's yeah. a lot to it and yeah. it's like obviously it's, it's it's a whole job yeah it's part of my whole job you know it's like oh well y- you find quite quickly that for the most part I always, like information is never the answer. If that makes sense, yeah, like no, I get It's you. less than half the battle. There's information. There's intimacy. Intimacy, because even like I'll say it openly, and you know, hope this is one thing where I know. I mean, I like to think I'm a fucking positive impact in what you do. Like, thankfully, you know, I like I like sitting with myself sometimes and be like, I'm not a prick. I'm not a prick <laughs> because I am a prick. <laughs> um, which is like, as soon as you came to me with the idea of the podcast, my response was, yeah, one hundred percent do that like why wouldn't you do that like it would make no sense for you to not do that you know and i think part of its information which is oh like i need to get this equipment i need to do this thing i need to do mm. x y and z but you realize like people get caught up on in the yeah. information the information is never it yeah it's always the intimacy which is the understanding the empathy and the support to actually go through with the thing yeah. you know and i think a lot of people lack because the information is everywhere like nobody can tell me they don't know how to do x, y, Z. they can Anyone can do anything in a weird that's a broad statement, but trust me they can. Like mm-hmm. the information is available, the intimacy is just not available. And that's kind of where we come in as coaches to help people. You know because I have a coach myself and I I I love I love working with Chris and, and people, other coaches as well, and mentors to be able to help me because it's it's just one long funnel. And you just gotta kind of see where you are and accept, okay, I'm here, there's people above me, people below me. And that's just the way it works. Mm. Then you just climb and hopefully by the time you're I don't know, whatever age, you're <laughs> just sitting on that cloud and being like, I'm I can just relax now um yeah that makes sense i mean
0: it's n- i like the, i like the idea of planting seeds in, in whatever you do it's like it's not even about jumping levels it's about okay we're, we're moving on the path and i'm just gonna like sprinkle a few here and move up one yeah and that's when you feel like you're you're at the next stage you look back and you say oh i did this or like i'm I'm this influencer i, I know i'm this guy in this person's life or whatever the case is mm. i think it's really nice it's awesome and i suppose one one thing before we go and have food that i, I, I kind of want to ask you're someone who has to be self-driven like your your income relies on you going out and doing things and um, there's a lot of people that rely on you to do that there's a lot of clients that rely on you to do that and there's a lot of people who you look up to and you know you want to either emulate some form of their life or incorporate into your own what do you do when you you don't feel like doing it like what do you what do you do when you feel sad like when, when you're like like in a rut how do you how do you get yourself out of well,
1: it well as soon as you're saying that question like the urge to cry they'll start coming to my eyes there um you know like if you know me like anyone who knows me they know that i'm for the most part like they i'm i'm very pragmatic yeah like very pragmatic but i'm very i'm heavily emotional yes. Like I'm, I'm very emotional but just certain emotions
0: yeah that's, that's something you've incorporated <laughs> into yourself over the past two years
1: yeah it's yeah. just compartmentalized emotion it was gone for a year you got it back don't worry <laughs> back yes <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's good timeline, uh, yeah. right? What what could be the reason for that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, what? So the question being, what do I do when I'm sad? When you're in a rut, like when you just don't feel like the only you're like, fuck this, like where's this going? What's the fucking
0: point? Like, what 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 am I doing?
1: I would say I have those thoughts every single day. Right. I would say most people have those thoughts most days. I would say it'd be very human to try and send away from the fact that that's just as part of life as any form of Successes, in the most non nihilistic way, I live every life. As I always say, nothing has meaning until you give it meaning, mm. and really giving something meaning is blind faith. It's blind faith. There's nothing more. I can put all of my meaning into doing my any endeavor today, and that be the way in which I fully show up as myself. But tomorrow, it may not be the thing because I've lost my meaning in it or lost my faith in it. Mm. So you have to have faith. You have to have faith. And what you're doing is, is worthwhile.
0: How do you keep the faith?
1: I think it's sitting with yourself a lot. Like I spend most of my time. Not. See. I'd say probably two years ago. there I stopped thinking about other people. Hmm. Which has led to the closest connection I've ever had to people ever. At this moment in time. Because all I thought about was. Myself. And what I had to potentially offer. And How i think you need to think of yourself it's it's i don't think in any way it's 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 solipsistic or bad to think like this that you're the main character yeah and that you need to generate your team around you yeah i think anyone should think like that i think you should think you're the main character because you are the main character in your life Mm. as as am i um but i think faith is i think faith in some ways is is almost reinstalled by the nihilistic point of uh well what else is there to have which is kind of futile Futilistic in many ways But I think it's also It's also helpful I, I, I get sad a lot I also get happy a lot Yeah I find my baseline To be quite I, I find myself To just be able to To manage the extremities A lot better than other people And to understand And come back to the ephemeral nature Of everything I do Because I I, I, I really am grateful For the fact of where I'm at um, I couldn't I might not Again as I always come back to, I, I can't even guarantee myself My next breath mm-hmm. It may not come So i think when i break it down pragmatically i'm always given a choice and i think that the chance there is to intentionally move towards the one that i think will give the best outcome it doesn't mean necessarily choose because sometimes i'm like i don't you don't choose to be sad you don't choose to be happy but i think it's sitting with the emotions and feeling them um because i i feel like energy and emotions i think a lot more than a lot of people i just don't show it as much everything for me is intrinsic Right. I don't show it extrinsically But I feel everything intrinsically And the difference is is I think that's almost the truest way of feeling things It's to completely feel them in yourself And absorb it I've absorbed hate I've absorbed love All of the emotions And I know in any given day It's my job, my responsibility To show up for other people Because I know Like I always say like To me, I need to be the person For others Like I don't do this for me I do this for other people the only way i can be there for other people is if i put every cent i think of myself as investment every cent i get i put into myself constantly um because like i, I think like in many ways i'd consider myself to be quite a lonely person i love li- i love time by myself me too yeah um but yeah I, I i don't know it's it's difficult to kind of verbalize everything i do is for other people so that's the supersede sadness that supersede sadness it's like, you're not sad for, you. like, you can't be sad for you, like, I am sad for me, I do get sad for me, I get sad for others, mm. um, but everything kind of comes back to, it's like, the faith is that you have faith in in the human spirit, as crazy as that sounds, and I always have faith, I always have hope in, in humanity, that there's so much love there, and we just live, I think, for fleeting moments that we look back on, and it's almost to have that nostalgia going, ah, I think that in many ways, that's like, essence of life it's just to to search through the shit to find those little nuggets of gold Mm. i don't think it's to to frolic in the gold and find pieces of shit or step on pieces of shit i wake up every day and say to myself this is going to be a fucking abysmal day but i'm going to fucking love every minute of it it's voluntarily putting yourself in discomfort as well you know it's things like that but i don't actually think every day is shit i love my life it's a
0: principle that you live by i
1: get it yeah yeah i think it's it's it is um yeah i don't know there's that answer that was a, no that <laughs> was a
0: good answer i enjoyed um, it um was very like sombering yeah so i suppose um my last question um where can people find you and watch the video about it
1: um on the hub or <laughs> uh, well <laughs> i actually do want to get my only dance up and running um, only
0: dance brilliant
1: yeah no um so for myself the best place to find myself would just be on, on instagram this tough now <laughs> i'm Rona free don't worry um but yeah that's the best place to find myself and i am trying to hopefully get into more content I, one of the things i've had to uh, do as well as you talk about it is is to actually just be more me and, and don't be afraid i hate giving i hate giving input which is you mightn't think that's the case but i hate giving input when i don't think it's needed right so i hate projecting and preaching as much as it sounds like i do it a lot all the time i hate doing it so one of the things I've had to do with social media and it's the tool is actively now put myself in the position where I'm trying to teach people because I know there's someone out there who I actually can help yeah. and in some ways I feel like myself like a musician who doesn't release their music I feel like I'm doing a disservice to the world if that makes sense. Makes sense. Because I think if you have something that you know can help someone if you're holding it back I, I think you're really doing a bad thing. I don't know maybe that's just me but yeah no the night of the tough about on Instagram is the best place to find myself or physiotherapy, physiotrician or Top Gym Tips they're my two kind of stallions um, and then I have a podcast as well, but I talk kind of more health and fitness shit, none of this conversation.
0: Well, if you're into that, go go and listen to the Physiatristian yeah. Radio.
1: Oh, you knew the name of it? Mate, of course. <laughs> Who do you think I am? <laughs> anyway,
0: uh, folks, thank you appreciate so much. Appreciate it, dude. No, mate, I appreciate you doing this. I'm glad we got to got to do it eventually because we've had a lot of hiccups along the way. And to be fair, we did have one where we got through it, but uh, it was also kind of more like a a piss take, if you will. Yeah. But it was also very fun, so it has to be done again. But yeah, um, thank you all for listening. If you've made it this far uh if you like the podcast do follow it on spotify if you're on itunes please hit five stars you can even say something if you want i don't care if it's bad it can be good or bad whatever and what means the most is if you just send someone say hey i think i think you'll like this part of it and send it to a friend so folks uh thank you for listening take care of yourself and if you can someone else so peace out